Hey man, it's your boy, CEO Hockley, formerly AKA Big Crip Knight. I just did an interview on the Blue Couch with the Real Life Street Stars. Thank y'all for tuning in, man. G County in the building. Everybody start clapping right now. Real street legend in the building, Kryptonite. What it is, brother? We in the building, man. What's going down? Real life street stars, man. I done made it. Hey, Legendary man. blue couch. <laughs> yeah. Legendary. Did you did you did you coordinate the fit with the couch? Listen, ain't no doubt about it. Big Crip Night in the building. It gotta be blue, man. If the couch was red. Listen, it would have been destroyed. I would have sat on it. I would have sat on it. It would have broke. It would have broke. You know what I'm saying? Wait, so I want to preface something because we had a guy named Blue Hands in here, man. Shout out King Shoe. Shout out uh, King Shoe. When he came through, man, he, you know, we talking about, you know, his time frame and uh, he, we talked about a name, Kryptonite. Kryptonite. And we had to stay right there. I'm like, wait a minute, you had a, there was a nigga named Kryptonite in prison? I'm in the building. I'm we like, we, we got him in the building, man, Kryptonite. So before we even get started, man, uh, you know, just go, based on that interview, the name Kryptonite, because that's just a throw name in general. Yeah, just hey, for a crib and a Nah, it's that, man. It's definitely because of gang being young. You know, when I was a boy, they gave me that name because I was the type of person to, to get stuff done. You, you know, so so when you think of kryptonite, it's like you can destroy something strong, right? Correct. But it, it, it was for my ability to think. Like, I'm going to figure it out. Put it on me. Where everybody else can stop, put it on me. I'm going to make it happen. So that's the name that... My comrades that I grew up with, not a prison name, right? I got that name from my comrades that I grew up with in the projects, from Cedar Ted's projects. They gave me that name. Give us a little introduction of, um, you know, your upbringing and then how you got introduced to gang culture. Well, it's like pretty much with everybody's story, man. In, in the black community, we got plagued with cracking gangs, right? And so... I grew up in a time where I saw crack come about. You know, one year, I don't know what crack is. The next year, everybody talking about crack. You know what I'm saying? And then right behind that, gangs is ushered into the community. And, and in every community here in Dallas, everywhere else, you have local gangs, mm -hmm. local dance groups, local, you know, competitions, kind of like what the kids got now with the drill, mm -hmm. you know? But in our time, movies like Colors, turned these local gangs into like murdering machines. Colors gave us instructions and our identity. You, you see what I'm saying? What was your movie that kind of just really, just as a young adolescent mind, that just really made you be like, nigga? The hardest movie ever that spoke to me and spoke to our culture was Boys in the Hood. Definitely. Because it showed it from all aspects. Who did you cater to? And it, who did you feel like you were more like when you watched that movie? And Boys in the Hood? In yeah. that Don't, time... Listen, in that time, I was on um, Ice boy. Cube. I was oh, yeah. Doughboy. Yeah. Everybody was Doughboy. But now, let's See, I would have got out the car, you know what No, mean? no. That, there we go. Now, listen. <laughs> no, now, listen. I'm glad we, we, we right there, right? I got something for you and the artist. Listen. Yeah. Um, Boys in the Hood is the greatest black movie ever made to tell our experience. Okay. In that movie, John Single put a nugget in there that we all missed, right? Yeah. The most gangstest part in that movie, right? Anybody got a gangster scene from Boys in the Hood? Can can anybody give me one? Any one of y'all? Uh, when they uh, they shot 
when they shot Ricky in the back. When they, when they, when they, when, when, when they shot Ricky in the back, what you say? No, I'm just saying, what, what, what you say? When he when he walked him down at the in the Burger King party lot, and what? he said, I didn't do it, man. I didn't do it. He wasn't even me. Killed that nigga anyway. Killed him anyway. <laughs> all right. I'm finna tell y'all all what the most gangster scene in Boys in the Hood that the late great John Singleton left us that we all miss. Right? The greatest scene, the most gangster scene in Boys in the Hood is when Trey said, let me out. And Doughboy let him out. Let him out. Didn't argue with him. Listen, didn't tell him he was a mark. Didn't say he was a buster. Pulled over and let his homeboy out the car. And that's the problem in our society. We got to let people out. He let that man out, man. That's the most gangstest thing that was done, but we missed that. You know what I'm saying? We want to take a nigga with us who don't want to go. Or we want to take a nigga with us who playing like he want to go. We, we were talking to uh, Terrence Gangster Williams, and he said, you couldn't get out the car because I would do you something right then if you tried to get out. What do you say to that? That's, that's true, that, because that's the way our mindset wrote. That's why I'm telling you we couldn't see that as being gangster. Back then, that was a punk move, right? But I'm saying, nah, not as a boy, as the mind of a dope man who have went through trauma, that was the most gangster scene because so many people, so many young people need to get out the car, get out, and y'all need to let y'all homeboy out so he could go on and do what he need to do. Don't be Terrence Gangster Williams. He wouldn't tell you to be him today. Don't drag a nigga into some shit. You know they don't pull him into that water. Now wait a minute, uh, Kryptonite. I gotta ask because back then the whole mindset of a of a gang was blood in, blood out. You get jumped in, and ain't no just ain't no walking away from your set. This that's just, that's what made that scene so gangster. So do you hear what I'm saying? You got you. you got to do something nobody else gonna do. Gangster replace gangster with warrior, right? Yeah. You gotta be man enough to say no. So is that where gangs messed up, where they made it to where it's like a lifetime thing or it had that mentality where this is for life? I don't want to say, I, I ain't going to say they messed up. You got to understand when we speaking about gangs, it sounds like we speaking about organizations because that's the way it's presented. We're right. talking about kids shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, talk, we talking about you asking. I can't go to college. Yeah. I'm, I'm no, but when we, when we saying gangs, you talking about you asking your kid why they ate all the cereal and didn't think about nobody else. A kid mentality is to do whatever what they feel like doing. So these gangs, these crip gangs, these are started by kids, bro. Right. We kids. Right. There's always an old nigga there. It's right always, there. Yes, like kind of kind of telling these young niggas what it is. An old OG Percy ass nigga. <laughs> always trying to tell you some bullshit because they life ain't turned out right and they holding up. Listen, man. This is what I'm trying to tell you. It was a it was a um, toy store called Toys R Us Kids. They had the greatest motherfucking commercial in the world. They motherfuckers say, I don't want to grow up because if I did, I couldn't be a Toys R Us kid. These niggas is crip Toys R Us kids. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, these niggas are crip Toys R Us. Grow the fuck up, nigga. Well, so can you, can you define the different type of OGs that are out there right now? Listen. I say death to the OG, bro. This is what I'm telling you. Why? It's so diluted. It's so confusing. OG, it, to me, mean old girl. That, and, and that's no offense. What I'm saying is I got a friend right here in the room who got OG in front of his name, right? That's one of the things I didn't carry. 
When I came home, I went from being kryptonite to being CEO hockey, right? I want a CEO in front of my name, which stands for chief executive officer of what though? Me, bro. See, I don't want to give people instructions when I haven't followed my own instructions. Yeah, like what? Back then, by 25, you're an OG. Anybody in this room had their life together by 25? I ain't gonna lie, I did. Huh? I did. Okay. No, 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 no. You would have been. You, no. Yeah. You would have. You would have been a mentor, though. You wouldn't have been nobody. Right. Right. Yeah, but 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 but, but do, you, do you understand what I'm saying? No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like, come on, it's the blind leading the blind, bro. Nah, for sure. Nah, for sure. Yeah, we got we got to grow out of that, and, and that's what I'm here for today. Kryptonite, as you say, I'm I killed that character, bro. I killed that. Around what time do you think OG actually lost his potency? Like, wh when was that time for you? Okay, well, let's say this. First, let's say, how did it come about? Yeah. Right. Because my grandfather and them ain't know what the fuck an OG was. Who? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Original gangster. And think about how these things come into our life. These monikers of these names come through our life from media. That's right. Huh? Yeah. Ain't nobody grandma. I ain't my grandma ain't never said nothing about no motherfucking OG. Who? What? What you call that boy? But we hear that on TV. We hear that in movies. We take those persona on and then we don't even have the instructions. And then we give it our definitions. In today's time, an OG is an old nigga who just old and claims something. Hold on to something. Do, do, do you hear what I'm saying? An right. OG or what? Oh, you're an OG of Crippin. Is that something to be an OG of? Do Ferry the building real quick. Yeah, <laughs> big dude. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Yes. So when you say, when did it change? It changed for me as I grew up. When I was a child, I thought as a child. So when I was younger, OG Bobby Johnson on South Central was a real nigga. Right. Yeah. Do, do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Now listen, that's a whole character, but we relate that to being OG. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? So we took on these identities and personas, bro. I thought it was always the OG was the guy who put in that work. Like he has a, he has a track record. Of he work had, put in. That's one of them. You're supposed to have a track record of work put in, but now I'm going to say what work? Meaning like, yeah, what's the, what's the work what now? is the work? Because if you OG person, and I know I keep bash, I'm going to bash this nigga. I need an example. I need somebody to punch on. If you OG person, and you 53 years old, and you put in that work, but the results of the work is living at your mama house. All your offsprings are in jail or on the streets. What are you OG of? Poverty? Yeah, OG broke pockets. What they call that nigga on the motherfucker? You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to put the OG is an adjective to what you produce. Yeah, OG zero nigga. So what can, can you define, like, because right now I feel like the game is fucked up. There's nobody's living by no type of code. Growing up, what was the code from your perspective? Like there is no code, bro. First off, it's no code. We don't even know what the fuck they talking about. It was never a fucking the street code that we try to live by was given to us through media and through stories of the mafia. The mafia people, immigrants created what we know as being street and being gangster. Yeah. Okay, now we understand that. We try to live by a code that they don't even live by. We honor these people 
And these people are the most genocidal people in the world. Have you ever seen a mafia movie? Yeah, for sure. All they do is kill each other. That's it. They brothers. Yep. They they ain't they mop, they don't even kill outside of their culture. But not even that, they extort regular people though. They extort regular all the regular businesses. Okay, and, but we celebrate that. Right. Not only is it regular people, they extort regular people in their community. Right. They 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 extort the old lady selling oranges on the corner right. in their community. They make a pay a tax. But, but we look at this as honorable through oh. media. Because me and my homeboy, we was just having a whole argument about this. Right. He said, that shit is cool to the youth. To the kids. So why what is the perception behind things like what we just talked about right now? All those, all those negative connotations, what makes that look cool to a kid or anybody? Well, for for a kid mind, now you're talking about psychology, right? Yeah. It's it's a, it's about having growth. It's like I said, when you when you was a child, you thought as a child. The only thing that made you a grown as a kid, the number one thing for me, I'm going to speak for me, and this may relate to y'all and the viewers. The thing that made you grown when you was a kid was that you could do what you want when you want. You related that to being grown, meaning like if my mama made me come outside, but you could run out all night and do whatever you want, you was grown. Do, Do you understand what I'm saying? So to answer your question, you say, why is that attractive? Because being able to do what you want when you want as a kid is considered grown. You know, not having the ability to have instructions or guidance is grown when you a kid. I, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, that but makes sense, bro. Now, hey, if the street lights come on and you got to run the house, yeah, you a child. You a child. And I'm gonna stay outside till when I want. I'm at. I'm grown. Even though, you? even though that's a broken structure, there. It's a broken structure. It's a completely broken structure. But as a kid, you can't identify that as broken. Um, I want to touch on a subject that uh, we're all viewing, and not specifically this individual, but just. All right. So you have a a young man, young, the young man King. Uh, I don't know okay. his relationship yeah. to finesse two time, but the way he's being brought up. Right. Um, how would you? I what what would you say to you know just that type of behavior from a, coming from grown people? He's around grown people. But they're pushing him in this direction, or they're guiding him in this direction. Okay, now this this my little limited stuff on that, yeah. right? This is what I see. You got not on in particular. No, this, no, this, I'm this. just saying yeah. in, in this particular, right? You got a you got a crackhead mother, right? Yeah. Okay, you got the kid. He's growing up. Got other siblings. It's a broken home. This yeah. is broken. Now, 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 this is what I'm saying. It's broken. We could all have an opinion about this, right? But the reality is, whether you're a scholar, not a scholar, or your opinion, what are we doing about it? We not doing nothing, right? Finesse two times is doing something. Do you hear what I'm saying? So it's easy to be like, hey, nigga, you doing it wrong. No, my nigga. No, he's doing what he think is right. He should be. Why why you are judging him. Now, you you got the right to judge him. But this is what I'm going to say. Before he came in, Imagine, imagine how old is King? Uh, it's say eight, nine. Eight. Imagine being 18, eight years old and being able to provide now for your family. I couldn't even do that at eight, bro. Yeah, I would say it looks like, you know how when you be in the house and your mama tell you come downstairs and dance and yeah. drink, drink a little alcohol, it's exploitation for a good time. But as long as it's for the right cause, okay. start well, him well, a college well, fund. Okay, but look, uh, we got know. an example, right? And I'm not defending him. I'm not saying it's right. What I'm saying is we not doing nothing. That's right. He, we ain't is. Yeah. he is. We on the couch talking. 
You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. He didn't picked up the little boy. He didn't pay people. He, he and, and he giving people jobs. He may be doing it wrong, but he's doing something, yeah. right? From doing something, you learn what's wrong or right. Yeah. Okay. But now we got an example of somebody else that did that, and it came out right. Bow wow or something? No. no. Lil Wayne. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, got an yeah, example yeah. of somebody doing that, and it came out right. Facts. Facts. Then created ultimate. Look at Lil Wayne's daughter. Look at Lil Wayne's the baby mama. Yeah, the legacy that now, we got somebody that did that and it turned out right. So I just can't say, I could say it's wrong. You could say it's right. The result's going to produce itself, but we not doing nothing. That is an excellent, uh, that is an excellent example. You, you got to go off example I'm almost, perspective. I'm almost positive Birdman probably did the same. Straight street <laughs> nigga saw something in it, man. You got some talent. Roll with me. I know what you're dealing with. The war is against poverty, bro. Amen. The war we fighting. It's against poverty and mental poverty. Not only having physical, but money, not only money, but also mentally. We are destroyed. So what Finesse two times has done in, he has destroyed the physical poverty of King's situation. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Now, he may be corrupting the mental poverty of it, but hey, he fixed one part of it. Maybe King's experiences, like Lil Wayne's, over time will correct themselves like everybody else. Are we expecting King... It ain't finesse. Where his daddy at? No, nah, facts. Let's kick the daddy in his ass. No, yeah. facts, facts. Yeah, huh? let's find the daddy and kick him in his ass. As long as, as, long as they got a bank account with some, with, some, with some bands in there, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Where the daddy at? We, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we got to kick the daddy in his ass. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. hear what I'm saying? Facts. Yeah. yeah. Now, we, put it, we put on the mama. <laughs> now, uh, the, the mama, I, I get it, drug, but we got to figure it out. Now, hey, Charleston say fuck finesse. Charleston say fuck them, but then he's doing something. See, now Charleston is putting the alternative. Yeah. We just talking about it. That yeah. shit just like the newspaper clip. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm gonna say is, as long as somebody doing something, y'all doing the right thing. The brother need help. The whole family need help. However y'all can help him, help him. Don't criticize a nigga that's doing something and, cr and criticize his movements because they not yours. You go do what you talking about he need to do. Big facts. Now, you came up uh, out of Galveston, huh? Galveston, Texas. No Galveston, Texas. Now, I'm just curious. With a name Kryptonite, you were young dude in Galveston. Yeah. I'm assuming with a name like that, niggas try to test you. No, no doubt about it. So I got that name after going through the test. Mm. Yeah, I got that name after the test. You know what I'm saying? So growing up, I was a little raw. As I got in the street, I was gangster raw. The kryptonite came from performance. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, okay. but I, I don't want to say that in a braggadocious way. Let me say it right. It came from um, ignorance. Yeah. Yeah, I was ignorant enough to be named kryptonite. Did you start being like a little mini legend about yourself where people ain't heard of you but heard your name? Like, no, people haven't met you and knew your name. Listen, man, no doubt about it. Well, I'm from Cedar Tears Projects, Galveston, Texas. Cedar Tears raised, crooked split paid. Where I'm from, I would be like the leader yeah. in, in our scenarios. I'm one of the pillars of the ignorant niggas. Yeah. You hear yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? Let's get it right now. Yeah. Let's get it right. I'm one of the Terrence Williams yeah. of my community. Did you feel like your, your name rang, rang bells in Port Arthur and Houston and things like that? No, now that only takes effect once you get into the system. Mm, okay. okay, so once we in the system and we get around each other, um, different people from Fort Worth, different people from Dallas, Houston, once all of us come together, this is where my name start carrying my weight because now it's time to put work in here. This is how I know big dude. 
It's how I know Hollywood, Waco. This is how we know each other because we was in situations where we was tested. And I came into the system with that name. So normally we have guys like yourself here and we always try to talk about the incident that got you the time that you got. Right. Um, of course, you was out there trying to evade the law doing what you do, but there's always that one incident that, you know. Being ignorant. Like every tell, black yeah, can, man. Can, can you walk us through as far as what got you got you sat, sat down? One, just being ignorant. Everybody that I grew up with had already committed murders. By the time I was, my first, um, my first time going to jail was aggravated assault when I was 13 years old. Right. What was that situation? You just trying to um, situation where I was, we was leaving the projects. My mama got us out the projects. We got to a community. I went over another kid's house. He had all the Nintendo games. I ain't left the motherfucking projects out of my mind. I stole all his games and brought it home and played it. Yeah, Mike Tyson punch out. That Mike Tyson punch out. <laughs> get you. All, all that shit there. Your excite bike. Yeah, get yeah you. all that shit there. My mama can't buy that shit. I gotta have that shit. Yeah. Now that's just me being ignorant. And, the then, first. And, and then I assaulted the guy and went to jail. You, you, you see what I'm saying? And that only led to, um, I went down there and was out in two hours. Because I was a juvenile. Yeah. Mama yeah. came and got you. Mama came and got me. That was it. The next thing is, I hear about my friend, such and such, he killed somebody. Oh, he did? Okay, let me get a gun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, let, let me get a gun. Leading two years later, I'm arrested for attempted capital murder and capital murder. Were you trying to get, was it Trying to get some money, like what? What was it? Was robbing you, people, just pure ignorance, kid shit. What's get? That's why when we look at people, people will go into the goddamn corner store with the camera, rob and kill a man for all seventy five dollars behind the thing. All seventy five dollars. Do you know what I'm saying? At that time, was there anybody that could have saved you? Do you think nobody could save me? It, it, it's like with the kids now. We stuck in a cycle of poverty, bro. Do you understand what I'm saying? You have to leave the environment. And you have to be surrounded by people that are building. Yeah, yeah 90 percent of your learning is environment. Anybody around you went to college? My, I, now, to be honest with you, man, I had a father who was messed up early in life, got his life together, and he graduated college at thirty six. Yeah, right. He was the only example I could have, but he had started a new life. You, you yeah, understand what yeah. I'm saying? So I was the I was the old life. I was the first boy with the other baby mama. Yeah. Did you, you you understand what I'm saying? Living in the projects, and he had moved on to Houston, and he did what he needed to do to get his life right. So later in life, we can help each other. So what was your reason for robbing? Was it a girl you liked? Was it just to be cool with the other dudes to say that you did it and Listen, got away with it? I'm gonna tell you what everybody reason with more the majority of everybody reason. Outside of poverty, people have guns. Guns give you this false sense of power. This is what I'm telling you. We got a temple capital murder and capital murder, right? Because yeah. we had a gun. Yeah. That was our only reason. If, if you took the gun out the situation, nobody would have died. But we had a gun, so we felt like we could put it in people's face and they'll give us their money. So you didn't have the inclination that you were going to shoot just the fact that you had no, it No, I had the inclination that I was going to bust a nigga in his ass. Like, yeah. so, that means, so that means you were ready to kill. Ready for this to kill money. because I was ignorant enough to have a gun. The gun gave me the power. Now, I didn't have the inclinations or the repercussions. I didn't care about that. We're talking about being a kid. 
If you give a kid a gun right now, do you think he have any reasoning? Now, I mean, not not a, look, look, not gonna lie. It's, so, it's is, so easy to point and shoot that thing. No, but the reason is so out the door. You give a kid a gun today, guess what he gonna do? Get his phone and want somebody to record him with that motherfucker. Yeah. Do you hear what I'm saying? Like, hey, turn that camera on. Like, it gives you this, this, this false sense of power and control that leads to destruction. Yeah, it's just so easy to take a life. Take with, a life with, with this or, or just get in trouble. You could paralyze somebody. Yeah. It's a, right. it's a false sense of power. That's what happened there. I wasn't intelligent enough to be like, I'm finna rob somebody so I could um, live happily ever after. Do you feel like kids today are on the same type of mindset that no false sense of power? No doubt about it. Hasn't nothing changed, bro. Why? Because we all stuck in poverty. Mm. Yeah, mm. the poverty ain't, it's not racism. It's the structure of poverty that's destroying us. So we had a conversation between us the other day saying something that where, you know, Killing and using guns is actually a cool thing to do. These kids today make it look like it's a cool thing versus the power part of it. Okay. It's the, like the, it's the almost killing like, part, the killing and violence part of it is um I, I don't know how to explain it, man, but it, it's been psychologically it's been proven. Wherever there is poverty, there is killing, right? It has nothing proximity. to it, proximity, it has nothing to do with color. It has everything to do with environment, right? And in this environment, you can shoot your way to the top. That's true. Do you do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. This is what I'm telling you. This is the mob. This is it. You could shoot your way out your situation. Yeah. With that gun in your hand. Like, I'm I'm gonna say it, and I'm just gonna be real, man. Martin Luther King had it wrong, bro. Then listen to what I'm telling you. I don't want to discredit this man. Yeah, right. Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm not here to discredit Martin Luther King. There's no way I can. This brother will live forever. Yeah, but he had it wrong. Violence is the way. Violence has always been the way. It's always been the way. Always been the way. He will stop because of violence. Yeah. And I'm not saying the ability to kill somebody. I'm saying the ability to protect yourself from being killed. Violence stops somebody from coming across that line. Yeah. Do, do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. In order to halt something. To other, order to halt something. You got. You want to halt it right there. Yeah. You, you, you got to protect your woman. You got to do <laughs> this. You got to do that. Violence has always been the answer. Yeah. The, the, the greatest, if I had to go back and stop any technology, right? Like now you're doing AI and all that stuff, right? Yeah. The gun was technology, bro. Okay, so you- That was technology in you, that time. You, you good with swords and, and I'm knives good with and swords because bow and arrows. Because and the gun enabled the white man to cross into territories and control them that he couldn't control before. That's facts. He brought that magical. He brought he brought that stick with fire. Yeah, that stick And now listen what I'm saying. Before this, you had to be an organized group of people. You know how long it would travel to walk to fucking Houston to fight <laughs> niggas in Houston exactly. with a whole group and feed them yeah. and get down Motivate there them to even do it. Motivate <laughs> them to even do it. Yeah. So unknown territory. No unknown territory. It kept people in their pocket yeah. until that gun came about. Hey, man, you speak. You speak. You, you, you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> and I, I'm implementing that to say violence is the way. Violence has always been the way, but it has to be controlled in a manner in which to where when you on top, you gotta have mercy for the people that ain't. Do you understand what I'm saying? This America dropping an atomic bomb twice. Twice. Right? And making sure nobody else do it. Nigga. <laughs> do, do you understand what I'm saying? Oppenheimer. Do, 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 do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Violence bad. is always the way. Violence is the answer. Rest in peace to Dr. Martin Luther King. I'm just, I'm just speaking facts. You know, is it fucked up that that's the answer, though? 
Now, it, it, what I'm saying is this: you, you, you can't put it no. back in the box. Exactly. Yeah. The first, listen. The first, because I, I 100, I 100% agree. Yeah. No. I, so, so you ask me, is it wrong? Yeah. It, it's not wrong. That, that's the laws. Yeah. 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 Th- just like it's love, it's hate. Mm-hmm. Like it, 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 it's a duality. Like, you, you a lion can't. A lion can't talk a deer to give give me you. <laughs> Like, yeah. You got to hunt them motherfuckers down to eat. You got to hunt it down and eat. Like, you got to kill it. Violence is the way. It always showed us the way. It has to be controlled and it has to be used properly once attained or you will self-destruct. That's real. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It was a real threat that we would kill off everybody on the planet from nuclear power. It was a real right? threat. So it has to be controlled and it has to be managed. But we cannot be naive to be like violence is not the way. Stay dangerous. So... Tell us um, in regards to, you know, you got a situation where it's, um, it's you got a murder charge. Murder charge. Um, walk us through as far as your trial. Did you get a court appointed? How old were you? And how, how did what, you, what were your thoughts on the judge and the prosecutor? Listen, I was a kid. That shit didn't matter. Listen what I'm telling you. These kids with switches don't give a damn. They never even heard a proper or who. They can't even what? They can't even yeah, spell the word. Yeah, they, they can't even spell a word, man. I was 16, my brother was 15. Now, before we before we did this interview, my brother was on the phone. This happened in 1994. Listen what I'm telling you. He went to jail, he was 15, I was 16, right? He hasn't been home since. Listen what I'm telling you. Perspective. I have a brother that hasn't been home since because of these murders. It's like, well, why I'm home? Well, my brother actually pulled the trigger and he confessed to pulling the trigger when we was in juvenile. So they got two kids. They just kept the one that did it and let me go, right? I was back a year later to get an eight-year sentence. Do you understand what I'm saying? And he's still in there. For that initial crime. From that initial crime. Never had a chance to get out or come home. He just called wishing me luck on my interview. See, that's, that's the realness is of, he re- of what we're dealing is with. Is he, well, I don't want to say rehabilitated because he was a child in the first place. So yeah. it's not about rehabilitation. He when, ready. Yeah. Sh- should they be like, all right, every year, because of course I know they have appeals and things like that, yeah. uh, um, probation uh, hearings and things like that, parole hearings. I mean, should he? Should it be like your dad age? Should it be some lean? 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, God damn it, 20 years. Let, let, let's be real. That's a great question. Quit playing, man. PMG guard just got 20 years. We're going to holler at your ass. There's no leniency once you're in this system. This system is called the belly of the beast. There's no leniency. You will die. Do you hear what I'm saying? These motherfuckers will hold you till you die. It's a deterrent. Ain't no doubt about it. Once you out the game, you out. It ain't no, hey, judge, I'm all right. That was 2000. I'm good. Now, look at me. I'm strong. They don't give a fuck, man. They drop that gavel Monday through Friday from 9 a.m., to 5 p.m. all across this country, they sentence niggas ass down there and ain't no changing it. I, I'm gonna say this real quick. I respect one man. That's the judge. Everybody else can eat my dick. The man that could drop that gavel, get the utmost respect. Cause I done seen that gavel swing and that's what it is, man. What really constitutes giving a man life? What constitutes it? Like. Well, what what again, would you really say a man deserves to have his whole life taken from him? Me, I don't. I, I wouldn't say. For us, what 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 can you do to me that will get your life took away from you? Mm-hmm. Shit, pose a threat. 
I don't know whatever that is. Right. That'll get your ass sent back to banishment. (laughs) Yeah, wherever you got to go. Now, is it worth it or not? I don't know. But we live in a system of laws. Right. Right. Whether they work well or work not, this is what it's based on. It's based on these laws. So now this is what most kids don't know. This is what y'all may not know. Right. And this 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 will fuck you up. In the state of Texas, if, if you shoot and kill somebody, right, it's five to 99 years, okay, for shooting and killing somebody, right? Guess what? If you rob somebody, it's the same sentence. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? No. Like, if you rob somebody, it's the same sentence as if you you shooting somebody. Yeah, that's, we got to change that. Now, shit, I don't know when you're going to change it because, <laughs> hey, hey, my man right here behind you got a life sentence for robbing somebody. Nah, yeah, we talked like, about Like, yeah, they, 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 listen, that, but kids wouldn't know that. So you, you ask me, how did I shoot? Shit, either way, e- either I put the gun to your face or pull the trigger. I'm facing the same time in the state of Texas. Do you feel like once that gavel drops and they give you that number, that the system forgets about you? The, the, the American system just... Once you're given that number, you're no, just thrown away. One, once you're given that number, think of it like a, um, a product at Amazon. Or think of it like a product at Walmart where they give it a serial number yeah, the bar, and a barcode. Yeah, the barcode. You in the system. You inventory. Mm. You I mean, inventory, baby. That number inventory. This big business. Mm. This big business. They, this here got to operate. This shit operates on our souls of ignorance. Mm. This big business. You know, we waiting for the Walmart truck to come. They call it the Bluebird truck in prison. Yeah, yeah they waiting on the Bluebird. That number is inventory. Yeah. They have counted how much inventory they have stored in the state of Texas. Right now, they up into what? The two millions? Yeah. And yeah. we're talking about human beings. You inventory when that gavel drop. So let's do it like this. Um, they sentenced you for how long? They sentenced me to eight years, man. I had an eight-year sentence for aggravated robbery in 1995. Um, did you quantify in your head what the eight years was? Like, I'm gonna do that easy. Where you, like, what was in your no, head when, when they said Don't that let nobody tell you that. Listen, when I was sentenced to eight years, my world ended. It's like right now, somebody coming in here, handcuffing you, not letting you get nothing together, taking you across the street to the goddamn jailhouse, and you don't come out for eight years. What were you leaving behind? Like, was it a girl or your mom? Like, what was the situation well, that you like, man, to I'm be leaving honest that with you, I was leaving the streets behind. Okay. I didn't now, the know that. Missy too. No, but I'm saying I didn't know that. Yeah. What I was leaving was the old me behind. I, I didn't know that going in. I was devastated. This man here, OG Hollywood had a life sentence. Waco had 10 years. Everybody that ever gets sentenced, right? I wouldn't give a fuck. Mike Tyson, Tupac, cried their ass off. Man, Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Listen to what I'm telling Once you. Once that bitch closed. That motherfucking gavel dropped <laughs> and them niggas. <laughs> Nigga. Oh, What's the sinks in that you oh, ain't going nowhere? Listen, nigga got on his knees and prayed. Tupac was praying. All that gangster shit was out the window. That's for everybody. You want to know why? When that gavel dropped, you got to deal with yourself, bro. And it hurt. It hurt to let a motherfucking man tell you you can't go nowhere, nowhere else. You Wait, can't that, move. Such a nigga nowhere. that don't know you. Yeah, that, that hurt, bro. That, and that's what I'm saying. So how can we glorify this, right. man? How, how can this be glorified? It's, it's just a weird thing, right? Because I feel like on one end, people are saying it so people don't do it. 
but the story sound a certain way to make kids. No, like because, because it's like this. It's like not. By us talking about it is a right. form of glorification. Exactly. It is a form of awareness. Right. But it gotta be some behind it. Right. As this interview progresses, we get to the some behind it. Right. See, it's one thing to say, hey man, don't rob nobody. Right? Right. And this is why. Okay. I learned something from Claude Anderson. That's somebody y'all need to look into an interview. Dr. Claude Anderson, a great elder in the black community. Okay. Not only um, just in our community, but someone that has the instructions on how to fix our dilemma, right? He got a book called Black Labor, uh, White Wealth. Ain't that right? Yeah, Black Labor, White Wealth. Yeah, Black Labor, White Wealth. He, 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 has a, he has a great book, great information. He used to um, be the secretary of something with the um, United States. Right. Dr. Claude Anderson, okay? He said clearly like this, don't let nobody motivate you. A motivational speaker is just a con artist. Mm. Okay, this is what I'm saying. Here's the problem. We talking about prison. We telling people not to go, but we not providing no resources right. to keep them out. That's what makes it bad. Yeah, man, I whooped such and such. Man, we was on first and man, I dust that nigga ass. Nigga, big crib night, seize up, nigga. This was up. No, nigga. I ain't do that. Matter of fact, I didn't do that. Matter of fact, here go an application. I own a trucking business now. And do you want to drive? You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The motivation has to be followed by a resource. You know, it's like, oh, inspire me. Motivate me. Only for you to go back to what's going on in the condition. No, we have to provide resources. Yeah, mm -hmm. we need awareness. But the awareness has to come with resources. If not, we not doing that. But it's crazy because sometimes we'll see people try to link up to get the resources and they get the beef and all that too. It's like, what? Oh, well, <laughs> it's like, well, 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 the thing about that is just ignorance. At the end yeah. of the day, when you have a, a, a mindset, a poverty mindset, a lack, right? anybody having more, gaining more, y'all in here, listen, I'm in here with real life street stars, hey. man. Hey, everybody pieced up. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody pieced up, man. Everybody is showing that, hey, we are working together as a unit and we all successful. Even got the kids in here behind the camera providing the resources, just showing them what to do. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? So when, when, when you get somebody in the crew that's fighting over a necklace, he ain't been around it. Right. That's real. So let, let me ask you this. Do you have a, like an organization or something that you do personally? Because this is the time, you know, if, if anybody yeah. needs to tap in um, to, to give back and kind of like you're saying, give resources. Okay. So in, in my community, it's a lot of things broken, bro. Right. Like I say, salute to finesse for doing something. Right, right. Even it's the wrong thing, by doing wrong, you could go right. The minute, the minute you go one way, you create the other way. Right. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Right. The minute you go right, you create left. Right. Right, but you gotta do something. Okay, so in my community, it's a lot of things wrong, like in every community. The challenge I took up was Christmas time, right? Um, Christmas doesn't, the curse of Christmas doesn't have us in a chokehold like it did when I was younger. Right, right. Did, did you understand what I'm saying? Right. Like, it don't even feel like Christmas no more. When we nah. was growing up, boy, boy. look, them <laughs> motherfucking white folks had my granny and everybody had, you better go buy something. Yeah. Like, yeah, they had us in the chokehold. We needed the tree up, we needed this. But but that curse is slowly wearing off. But where it's not wearing off is in the, in the deep pockets of our community where poverty exists. Because in this time, these people are feeling forced to go commit crimes to provide. 
Right. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Prison is filled with people who are trying to escape responsibility. Right. Nigga ass is in prison because he don't want to go buy them Christmas gifts. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. He don't want to buy them school clothes. Do you, do you hear what I'm saying? Right. Okay, so what I took on the challenge of was when, when I got some money because that was such a driving force in my family and the place we struggled at, right? I got my ass whooped one Christmas because all I got was a pair of tennis shoes. My little brother, who was younger than me, got all kind of Dollar Tree toys. That shit looked terrific. Yeah. I, had a, I had a pair of troops. I told my mama, man, I don't want that shit. My mama whooped my motherfucking ass. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. guess what? I ain't give a fuck about Christmas no more. Yeah, right. but, but see, I was too young to understand that, but that's something that always stuck with me. So my thing in my community is to help the mothers and help the people in the community that are struggling with getting gifts based on what this culture has forced them to meet. This culture has forced them to meet the obligation of December 25th to have something for their kids or give their kids something, right? So I live in Galveston County. It's the Houston-Galveston Metroplex, right? And in Galveston County, it's five cities within this county. Like here, you got um, Dallas County, it's like Richardson, all these make up this county. Well, in, in my county of Galveston County, it's five cities. And on Christmas Eve, December 24th, when nobody else is coming, like the church then gave away their stuff on the 21st, um, United Way and gave away their stuff on the 18th. We come on Christmas Eve and give away $25,000 in toys to five cities. You, you see what I'm saying? And my only attempt, I don't, I don't want to be praised for that, right? That don't make me a community leader. That's another thing we could talk about. Community leaders ain't the people giving out toys and doing all that shit. A community leader is a parent. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? If yeah. you be a parent, right? You don't have to be Malcolm X. Be a parent. I wouldn't pass out no toys. I don't know about just having a kid makes you a community leader. I think you got to be, like you said, the word parent, not just being a daddy or mama. Not just being a daddy or but mama. But actually I'm showing. Be a parent. Yeah. Be involved. Where your kids at? Yeah, you it, at. It, 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 yeah, don't, don't, we don't have to praise the people like me that give toys. Be a parent. I wouldn't have to do it, bro. That's real. That is a community leader. My sister is more of a community leader than me. Why? She done raised a daughter from birth who is now graduating from Howard. Yeah. She, she don't need to get in line for toys. Yeah. You are uh, an influencer. <laughs> and your influence, based on things like this... Correct. ...has power in itself. Correct. Now, I want to get back to um, this prison stuff. Let's, let's go. You got sentenced. And I want to. I I, we're going to touch on Ferguson Unit. This was the first spot you went to. Ferguson. No, first spot I went to. Blue hand spoken his story was burning hell. Clemens Unit in Brazoria. I did not know slavery exists until I went to prison. See, I can speak about slavery, right? Because I've been a slave. The Thirteenth Amendment abolished slavery unless you've been convicted of a crime. Mm, do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? I catch you. I'm inventory. At the age of 17, a slave for the state of Texas to, to serve eight years of servitude in the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. Now, why you say a slave? Because some people think that, hey, once you're there, you just get a bunk bed, you get a book, and you get to just sit there and, and bore in silence for the rest okay. of your days. You ask me why I said slavery? Let's go. Have you ever seen a nigga pick cotton? Uh, nah. Where have you seen a nigga pick cotton at? Never in my life. 
A slave, though. Oh, slave, 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 slave. Yeah. Nigga, I was sent to pick cotton. That's why I said. Oh, I was so a you? Slave. So wait, wait. So I was sent to sit. I was, wait, wait. All right, I, so, I ain't never seen nothing but a slave pick cotton. Wait, wait. So yeah. you have actually picked cotton off the cotton plant. I have picked cotton off the cotton plant. Texas Department of Criminal Justice. You picked cotton off the cotton plant. I remember in movies you would watch. <laughs> They would, they yeah. would, they would, they would whoop a slave for not getting, let's say, fifty pounds of this soft ass cotton. Right. So, like, just give me, just walk me through a cotton picking day. No, I give you this day. So I'm big badass crib night, seventeen years old. You put anybody in front of me, I'm, I'm, I got a high percentage of running them over. Right. Mm -hmm. Am amongst my peers, I'm that nigga. Yeah. Right. Okay. I hit Brazzeria. Clemens unit, right? Burning hell. Yeah. AKA burning hell. Hit, yeah. That's the name of the unit. <laughs> Shit. The name of the unit is burning hell. So we get there, right? First day they want to roll you out to the field. Well, the day after you arrive, I go through fighting and all that. The next day, we go to field work, work call. They call them ho squads. H O, because you got to cut grass with an Aggie. This is what I'm telling you. Yeah. You cut grass in line with an Aggie. Right? Whole fields of grass are cut. We are human lawnmowers. Okay, that's that's it. That's when it's not cotton time. But I get there at cotton time. Now I'm like, you, you saying damn. I'm like, what the fuck is cotton time? If, 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 yeah. anybody, if anybody tell you right now it's cotton time, you like, I don't know what the fuck they talking about. I go out here to the fields, and this is something me and you would never think exists. Right around the corner here, it's plantations of nothing but cotton. The South Empire was built on cotton, and they hadn't changed it in the night. We was here to pick it. And look, when I got to the tree, I'm like, I'm not picking that shit, nigga. I'm not no motherfucking slave. Y'all got, they drew their guns. You ask what happened. Yeah. You say, what happened? Yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, they, they trained for niggas. Oh, you one of them niggas. You think you ain't going to pick, huh? What they called? Kunta? What was the nigga name? Yeah, Kunta Kinta. Yeah, Toby. Toby, yeah, yeah. that's what they called him, Toby. Yeah, oh, Toby, you think you Kunta. Yeah. You think you Kunta, Toby? Roll right up me on them guns, told me get down on my hands and knees or they gonna shoot me. That's what I'm telling you. They got, uh, you are a slave. They have the right to kill you if you pose a threat to leaving this structure. Not, not, no, no damn, this is jail. So I am a slave. If I run, they shoot me in the back. How many that, times you thought of running? None. What, what you mean? You don't want to get shot in the back. You know how I many niggas stayed on that plantation? Y'all, do you hear what I'm saying? Well, what, what you mean? So let me, at, at any point, did you feel like, man, if we all get in this together, we can overtake this shit? That shit sound good, right. bro. That shit sound good. And I'm going to get to that, right? So to this point here, right, they made me get on the ground. One of them got off the horse. When he got off the horse, if I made any moves, any moves, you get smoked. They get a free kill. Free this, this, kill. That's what I'm saying. This is no investigation. No, what the first 48? No, for real. Yeah, like what happened? This is a free kill. Yeah. They got, they got notches on their shit from niggas they didn't kill. They keeping the score. Do, do you hear Damn. what I'm saying? That's why I say that let's not play with this shit. This is slavery. This is my first day. I'm like, you, what the fuck is this? You still a child. Yeah, you still this a kid. Too. You uh, what, 17, 18? I'm 17. 17. Like, what the fuck is this? Make me get on my knees. One of them get off, handcuff me, right? 
And I'm thinking this, well, at least I get a ride back in the building. I'm out this shit. They got me fucked up. No, that's not happening, bro. Guess what they do? You know, they had, do they whip you? They don't whip you, right? That's what they do. Yeah. It's hot outside right now, right? Yeah. They have a trailer. Everybody know of a trailer. Like they go on the track back of a truck. Yeah. They have a trailer that's enclosed with a fence. Oh, a regular fence. Yeah. They handcuff you in this trailer. Put you in this trailer like this. No seats in the trailer or nothing. For the rest of the day. Welcome to burning hell. Dude, I'm telling you. I've been a slave, bro. And that shit ain't nothing to play with. I can tell you this, though. By day six, I was the most best cotton-picking nigga they ever had down in that motherfucker. <laughs> look here, say, say, look here. And I wasn't the only one. It was some stiff cotton-picking niggas down there. Do you hear what I'm saying? Hey, nigga, I'm telling you the honest truth, meaning they have perfected on mentally and physically breaking niggas. And listen, if you got two out of line, I'm finna get to your story too. Listen, that's them breaking you. After that, if you get two out of line, them niggas will whoop you out there. Hey, you fucking it up for everybody. Nigga, if boss man say this nigga ain't acting right, them niggas will whoop you out there. So I went from that to having fights out there. And guess what? Fight, win, lose, or draw. Back to picking cotton. No matter what. Back to picking cotton. Lose, lose, situation. Lose, lose situation. You said you said they had notches on their belt for how many people they killed, right? Correct. What's the most you've seen a notch like to the most? Man, listen, that shit is so depressing, bro. I'm not even trying to look at the notch. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is this is this is this is a psychological play to say, nigga, you next. So I'm not counting how many niggas already been in line. Do uh, you understand what I'm saying? These are white men? These that, are, uh, are correction officers. What you mean? These are slave plantation people who wasn't shit in Brazoria. Well, yeah, yeah, the county they in, yeah. And they got to run a nigga ass off and they get to kill a nigga if a nigga get out of line with them. Was there one nigga that was just notorious, just a CO that was just notorious for doing the burning hell situation? Listen, bro, and burning hell was a little different. We booked. They booked back. It wasn't until I got to Ferguson. So, okay, now, right. now, 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 here y'all go, okay. right? Now we don't need, so that wasn't the Fergie unit? No, Ferguson was the second unit. On, gotcha. Bur on Burning Hill, I was introduced to Cotton. Gotcha. But on, I'm going to just say this. On Clemens unit, I was 17. We wild. It's hard to get us to follow instructions. We fighting each other. We, we doing different things, right? It's, it's, it, it's chaotic, but it is prison. You understand what I'm saying? And while we're here, I want to touch on something real quick. I had a friend, someone that I knew from the free world, right, that was on Clemens with me, like me and Blue Hands talking, different people that was there. Well, this guy was actually from my town. He was a blood member. I was a crip, right? His name is Roderick Campbell, right? In 1996, he was murdered on Clemens. So you see what I'm saying, but I don't want to look at the notches, right? Somebody I know, right? who got a two-year sentence, right, is murdered in a ride in the day room I live in. With no consequence. With no consequence. Do, do you hear what I'm saying? It was a black and Mexican ride. Mexicans murdered him and stabbed him, right? We go right back to the day room. I come home, his mom and them asking me what happened. Do you hear what I'm saying? So I'm eight months into an eight-year sentence and this happens. Bro, 
I'm not thinking about parole. I'm picking cotton and niggas die. I gotta be an animal, bro. I have no choice. My only level of survival is ignorance. In this environment, ignorance is rewarded. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Being the most destructive is, a, is rewarded. So it's time to be rewarded. You know what I'm saying? But leaving that environment, burning hell and going to Ferguson, the all-famous gladiator school, yeah. Ferguson, right? Now listen, this place is called Jim Ferguson. It was built in 1948. This is what I'm telling you. White men in the country, in the city of Midway, Texas, built a plantation, right? And nothing existed there until they built this prison. Oh, they built around the prison. No, they, no, it, no, what I'm saying is, it's still a small town. But I'm saying this is the this is their Statue of Liberty. This Jim Ferguson unit yeah. is the biggest structure in this country Area. town. Yeah. Right? They built a road to get there. Right? So before it's there, there's no road, it's past. They built a road and they built a prison, which we call a plantation. They named that road Savage Drive. Damn, oh, they they set up, they set up the play. Do you understand what I'm saying? The address to this place is 12120 Savage Drive. And, and I, I'm saying that to say it wasn't until I got there that I ran into real racism. Well, we ran into white men, right, who really beat and kill niggas. Who, when, when you come out in the morning, we don't even go to breakfast because they got a crew called a beat em up crew. They pulling niggas' ass out and whooping their ass, nigga. Who, you, who can you complain to? Nobody. Now, God? No, now listen to what I'm saying. I don't, I'm not going to bash nobody religion, but God wasn't present. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? God was not present in this environment. I ain't going to say he don't exist, but he wasn't present. He ain't showed up say, yet. He, he ain't showed up he yet. He won't say not in that Do you hear what I'm saying? It's no saving. In this environment, man is God. They have created this world to be kings of. Right, and they controlled and manipulated us and did all kind of shit, man. I'm talking about we were slaves, bro. By the 13th Amendment and the laws of this country, we were slaves. The people that are in jail now are slaves. So, for perspective, how long did you do in uh, Clemens? How long did you do in Ferguson? Just for Clemens, let's say two years. Ferguson, four years. At Ferguson, I went at 19 years old. Right. What year? Uh, 1997. Okay. Here's another thing, just show you how much they control the environment. We don't even control what we eat. And this time they was feeding us a, a product called VitaPro, supplemental horse meat. Oh shit. You was either you would either eat it or you would starve. You just don't eat. Is there a reason why they introduced this? Because this is their way of making money. Not outside, not only on cotton, right? But also on product. So hey, my homeboy got a new. Facility where they sell fake meat, we gonna buy it and make them niggas eat it. Damn, see what it do. And you could Google that. It's called VitaPro. It ended up being a lawsuit about it, causing cancer, all kind of stuff. These, this is the situation in prison. And even back then, right? The inmates ran it. When I say ran it, meaning like they governed the politics of what went on here. Yeah. 
They didn't run the laws, but the law will send you over there and you're going to either fuck, fight, or bust a 60, right? Bust a 60 means you're going to spend $60 for protection because that was the limit you could spend in, mm. right? And they left that up between you and them. It's like right now in this environment, there's no security. There's nobody to help us, right? Yeah. And we decide who gonna be the weakest. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's bring up, I'm in Dallas, man. Shout out to Mo3, you know what I'm saying, and his family and, and all that. But I wanna point out something. Let's say like the person that's accused of killing Mo3, right? Prison is where all the predators go. Yeah. The, the people who commit the crimes, there's, there's very few victims in prison. Yeah. Okay, so now listen, let's, let's paint the picture. You take all the predators from society, right, and put them in a cage. Guess what the predators start doing? Turning prey. <laughs> they making victims yeah, just, out of the predators. Yeah. Do, do you, hear, you hear what I'm saying? These are the alpha predators now. Exactly. Like, that's what you are running into when you in there. And this is where you get the Movado from. Like, yeah, nigga, I was a predator out here. I went in there. They couldn't do it to me. I, this is that. But that's not nothing to celebrate if this, if you in prison and you knocking niggas out, right? You spanking niggas ass, right? But you get out here and the light bill beats you up. Nigga. <laughs> nigga. You hear what I'm saying? Nigga. Look here. These ain't, Look these ain't here. the same bills we paid back in the 80s. Yeah. Light, bill, <laughs> light bill be flawless victory on a nigga. Like, flawless victory. Off the rip. That, and that, you, know, you know what I'm saying? That house note motherfucking be. Car note all up on your ass. You know what I'm saying? You trying to, you trying to get back to prison because the car note whooping your that, ass. That's what I was finna say. You, you, you understand what I'm that's saying? That's what I was actually finna say. Do you think a lot of boys just find it easier to be in prison? I, prison is a when, when when you a kid is different. You don't know no better. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. So like a, a person for me, I was a kid. I didn't know no better. I was tricked into people saying this was like a rites of passage. Right. This is a way to get stripes. This is a way to become a man. Right. That, that was the trick. But in my eight years, one thing prison did for me that I could say this about prison: it introduced me to myself. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? See, I was a person who out here in society as a kid thought I didn't eat eggs till I got hungry enough. Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So eggs was the only thing to eat. And them motherfuckers taste good when they the only thing to eat. They, they, they say that a, a, a girl, of course, she hits her adolescence like right around 18 through 21, but a male doesn't reach his adolescence brain-wise until like 25. That, that's very true because women have to mature faster than men. They on a time schedule that we not on. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? As far as having kids, right. as far as having this. So nature makes them mature faster. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But niggas is Toys R Us kids. They never grow up. Man. So I got to ask, um, and again, it just the Ferguson unit, it should be an inter interview in itself, but I'm just curious. Yeah, it should be an interview in itself. What was probably the most fucked up shit you've seen in there where you like, this is no place for a human being. This is no place for a man. To be in. Well, it's many. The, the, the first thing is this. It's all these people that are in jail are the predators of society. Put in jail, right? This is why people say, oh, you get child molested, gone, send them to prison. They're going to take advantage of you. Yeah, you, that's you, you yeah. yeah, that's a weak predator. But go where they at, they're going to take advantage of you, right? So in here, man, in this environment, you will come in. You will enter this environment, right? 
and it's set up by the laws, right? For you to come in and you will be checked. You will be checked. You will say you from a gang. You say you from Dallas. You'll say you from this. And bro, everybody ain't built for fighting. This is what I'm telling you, bro. I done seen situations where a man will fight one day, right? To um, say he's honorable. And the next day he'll suck dick. No, no, I'm saying it's those extremes. Right. You, you understand what I'm saying? It's not no middle. Yeah, it's no middle. You either dying for what you believe in or you getting took advantage of. Right? So, like I explained to my brother, it's like, oh, Crip, now you got them hands, bro. You run things. No. In this environment, there's no rising to the top. It's constant bullshit. Over and over and over. you gotta be on ten every day. I I, I want to veer off on something because you just yeah. said you raised a good point, and I want to ask because I want to see what your thought process on this. We interviewed a young lady named Amy. Name who? Amy. Amy. Um, well, pr princess. Prince. Huh? Princess Priscilla. Priscilla. Oh, Princess Priscilla. Okay. Okay. Um, and her her viewpoint of men were that we were born to be kind of slaves because of the way the fact that we don't mature fast enough and not only the only thing that we are built upon predicated upon us is our strength and our physical abilities right what do you think about that just as far as your experiences well i'm gonna tell you like this i don't know what she mean by slaves but i could say this men are the ones enslaving people <laughs> Meaning like men build yeah. the structure <laughs> for slavery yeah do you, do you understand what i'm saying a woman wouldn't build it do you understand what I'm saying? The yeah. whole structure is built by a man. So whether we are built to be slaves or built to be predators, you know, that's her personal opinion. But I will say a woman doesn't build a structure of slavery. Men do. Yeah. So what, what happens when you are in there, you're proving your worth, you fighting niggas. Right. You start getting a little reputation for yourself, but you, you're doing it for survival. I, show I, I, I did it for survival, bro. So what happens when a new nigga comes in who he was an alpha predator outside in the world? He comes in and they say, yeah, that's the nigga who the big dog in here. That's, nah, that's that nigga. Gotta, do, every, they, do that every, nigga go after that nigga? Or? No, yeah. Everybody got to be tested. So it's like this. There's only one reward for hard work. You know what that reward is? More work. <laughs> That's real. You gotta keep proof. You number one. Hey, you, you gotta stay big number one. We gotta keep testing if you number one. Yeah, dude. Am I making sense? It's only one reward for hard work. That's more work. It's more niggas lined up to fight Mayweather than anything. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, that's so, okay, I give you a perspective on that. Somebody comes into the tank and they can actually fight. They from the world, but they haven't been tested, right? I done been in situations like this. A guy come in and nobody knows him, and he smoked the best fighter in that bitch. Mm. Off the rip. Not only did he smoke the best fighter, he smoked two niggas off the rip. He done been tested, right? Guess what happens with him? He becomes a super predator. Imagine you getting there and you whoop Mike Tyson. You think you stop putting your hands on people? Hell no. Yeah. Hell no. Gotta do keep you, do, you, do you hear what I'm saying? Gotta keep proving. Power be going in niggas' heads, or it's not the power; it's the environment. This right. environment is built on ignorance. Right, right. right. It's a, it, it's, it, you know, how they, they play. Oh, he wake up and chose violence. No, the violence is on every day. 
the violence is what it is. And I'm saying in this example you gave, right? The nigga come in, he whoops something, right? Yeah. Now, in his brain, nigga, I just took that. Nigga, I'm the top now. I'm the top. But here, here's the thing. If you good at something, right? right. L- 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 listen to what we're saying. Y'all good at podcasting, right? right? But y'all want to compete against podcasters that's good. Right. Do you, you understand oh, so what I'm saying? So now he's seeking out the yeah. other nigga that's wrong. Now, now somebody come in, you want to see if you really, can you stay that nigga? Right. Yeah, now nah, I give you an example of my brother who's been in there since 94. That's why he's been in there so long on a 45-year sentence. You understand what I'm saying? Because he's still trying to prove to himself he's still that nigga. Do you understand what I'm saying? Especially when you become good at your hands. Mayweather didn't want a box. Javante Davis didn't want a box. You don't come in there whoop the big nigga and you chill. No, you want to test your chess game. So what about the individual who actually controls the violence? It's no such thing. Yeah. That, 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 that's, that's a great that's a great segue to Percy ass. Yeah. You, you understand what I'm saying? And I don't mean that in a bad way, but OG Percy has this um, narrative of running first, right? And um, I totally disagree with that, right? And that ain't to bring him down. That's just to spread truth, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, Elijah Muhammad said one time in a speech, he said, if you ever want to expose a dirty glass, put a clean glass next to it. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, and when you do this, right, you get to see who are the people drinking from. Just because when, when it's only a dirty glass, they only have dirty water to drink from. But when you put a clean glass next to it, you don't eliminate that, right? It's clean glass, dirty glass. Now it exposes who the people are. Am, am, am I, am I yeah. making sense? So yeah. I'm saying that to say he had this dirty glass up here for a long motherfucking time. Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm putting a clean glass up here, mm-hmm. right? And it's no running the penitentiary. The white man that built the penitentiary run the penitentiary. Everybody in the penitentiary is the white man boy. So Do you understand yeah, what I'm telling you. you? So with that being said, Percy, he's still a glass though. He's still been through it. He's still been through it. So what would you say, like, because I'm, I'm curious what the overall, because I, I watched a live where y'all were going at it. And I'm yeah. like, I got in the middle of it and it's like some pre-stuff that was before the interview. Yeah. So I'm curious what the overall issue is. But before you even say what the overall right. issue is, what credit do you give him? What credit do I give him? Yes. As far as going being tested. I don't give them no credit. All right, well, let's do it then. Yeah, I don't give them no motherfucking credit. I'm here to take all this internet cookies. Yeah, so yeah, so, yeah, so what is the overall issue? Because uh-huh. Percy did start something where there was an interest, at least in this Dallas-Fort Worth scenario. Correct. There's an interest in what that Ferguson unit right. was. Correct. He No, now, if that part, I will I will give him Diamond Stone TV, all these yeah, other bloggers that, that helped put it on for creating this narrative. This is where the issue comes in at, Right. Here's the issue. Nobody knows Percy. Oh, you mean this when, it comes, you. When, it, when, when it comes to the niggas in the unit? Or? When it comes to the niggas on the unit. Why? Percy came in 2010 to Ferguson at 40 years old. Now, listen to what I'm telling you. How old are you? Uh, 39. You're 39. One more year, you go to prison. Would you be a failure? I won't. I ain't gonna be no uh, up here nigga. <laughs> okay. I ain't okay. gonna be no up here nigga. Okay, but I'm saying I ain't trying to be no up no, here nigga. I'm just saying that's pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that at your actions have accumulated to this result at 40. 
That's the first thing. We will admit going to prison at any time is failing. But going to prison at 40 meaning you still haven't learned no lessons. Am I am I am I am I, am, 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 am I too far off? Or am but I, but it, now I go lie. But if somebody was sixteen and put in work until they got to forty and stayed free, no. What I'm saying is, I don't care how you, I don't care how you box that shit up. That shit is shit. You hear what I'm saying? Compared to the unit, no. Period. In life, in life you going to jail at forty is a testament to you not being intelligent. I can beg the difference. But I don't know who you begging to. That's <laughs> no, I, no, 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 no. I don't Wait, know who you begging to. No, no. <laughs> but you, you if, gonna be a begging motherfucker. If a man was successful with doing crimes from sixteen, putting in work to forty years old, being successful like evading laws, but still having money. No, let, let, no, yeah, success is never get caught. That, no, let, let's get that right. Yeah, you had a good run, a good run, but you ain't intelligent. Okay, I'll take that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because, yeah, at some point in that lineage, you should have quit. <laughs> or had an out plan. Had an out. You should have been out. You ain't that smart. You mean you got to keep going till they catch you? Nigga. Nigga. All right, so let's speak on that. He went, he went to Ferguson at 40 years old, which is already, bro, which is already, as a man to man, some pussy shit. How old are you? 39. How old are your kids? 21, 18, 12. 12. You got three kids. You finna lead them at 40. Mm. That's some pussy shit. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? And you mean you gonna lead them at 40 for cripping? Perspective, huh? Let's, let's put some... Let, the clean glass. Let's put the clean glass up here. Nigga, you gonna leave your kids at 40? For some drugs? Manufacturing to deliver three grams. Get your bitch ass out of here, man. You gonna give up that for that? Okay, so that right there, if nothing else, you gotta say, man, I ain't got my shit together. This is my chance to get right. Prison is also an opportunity, right? For you to learn from your mistakes. So I would say, hey, even if you go to jail at 40, man, it would be an introspective of getting your life together. Which technically I could tell some stories from what I saw in there and make some money. Exactly. Okay. No, that's what you're saying on the back end. On the back end. He don't even know about a YouTube. Guess what he goes in there and do? He goes in there and see prison has changed through Safe Prison Act. The stuff I'm telling you about fighting and checking people is over with. Now when you come into the room, it's three cameras in the room. It's a phone on the wall. It's an emergency button. They in here. Help. Get me out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Hey, they, they try to get me. Do you hear what I'm saying? You can hit the button. Hey, they talking too loud. You understand what I'm saying? Like, hey, they have created an environment through the Safe Prison Act to prevent that. Is it, is it fights? It's fights out here. It's still scaring But taking advantage of people, right? And being successful at taking advantage of people is over with when a person get there. So he get there at 40 years old, complete failure, trying to manufacture three grams in, in Eastwood and go to jail, leave all his kids behind, get to Ferguson, and now he say he's a super crip. And he going to start telling all the youngsters, this is his prison 
This is his prison story. At 40 years old, he get there and he start instructing all the youngsters. Checking has been over with for seven years. Now that I'm back, now that my loser ass is back at 40, we gonna bring chicken back. Mm -hmm. That's what he's saying at 40, after leaving his kids for manufacturing three grams of cocaine. Do you understand what I'm saying? So he goes in there and instructs the younger people to start fighting people that come in again. Don't worry about the cameras. Y'all start, now what I'm saying is at 40, man, I go to jail at 40, I'm still gonna try to get my shit together. He goes in there and do that. That's what he, the stories he bring home at 40. Do, do you, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't understand if I'm making sense. No, no, you, you making sense? You, you basically saying it's like um, you going, going at that age. At that age, at that age, where is the wisdom? Right. Where is the wisdom from the mistake? Has anybody from the Ferguson unit actually chopped it up with them and uh, and try to like maybe hit them and tell them about that? Yeah, a lot. A lot of people. So you gotta understand. Now, now listen. No, now listen. Now let's check this out. Right. The internet is new to us. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the internet is new to us. I didn't know you could come on here and tell stories about people you victimize and people celebrate you for that. Right. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Right. Percy is telling stories about him being 40 years old victimizing people. Right. In prison. Uh, I didn't know you could be celebrated for that. I didn't know they would say you OG and you live so I could talk about the niggas I slapped and y'all gonna appreciate me for that? Not the community work. Not the shit I done built, but that shit. I want you, but I want you to keep it there, right? Yeah. Let's say that you just happen to do that. You cut on for whatever reason. You cut on a YouTube camera and you told just a story, right? Right. About slapping a nigga and you made fifty grand in one month doing it. Right. Keep it real. What would you do? I would keep telling stories of slapping niggas. Okay. But guess what? You will also know my kids in college from slapping niggas. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah do, you, do, you, do you understand what I'm right, saying? Right. I'm like, is we not going to look at the result of this shit? Is, is we not going to pay attention? Everybody's saying he didn't blew up. His life has got worse to what his brother is murdered, bro. Shout out to his brother. No disrespect to Fort Worth or nobody, right? I'm saying, look at this shit. He go live from there, man. Are we losing ourselves through entertainment to the point that what we don't care about the result? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we. I think it's been like no, that, to be honest. No, that's fine. Yeah. So it's like, well, why Percy? Right? Why would I pick on Percy? Because that story, that unit built in 1948, bro, destroyed a lot of black men. Right. It destroyed him. And he's celebrated for that. Let, so, Do you, you hear what I'm uh, saying? So, yeah. He, so should shedding light on Ferguson unit, that is a probably a positive though of like, even if he was victimizing people, this is going on. This is a deterrent for people not to go, even though people no, are celebrating see, it. It sounds good, right? It sounds good. It sounds like it, it's a deterrent. Talk about the niggas you slap. Talk about the niggas you rape. You know what I'm saying? And these people wouldn't want to go through that. Listen, bro. How the fuck is it deterrent when all four of his kids there right now? So if he can't reach his kids with the story, what you think is happening to the internet kids? You think the internet kids that are in, you got grown men 
ready to kill me by Percy. Nigga. They are entrenched into these stories as grown men and they fallacies. What you think the babies are thinking? Why, why do you think that his his stories catch on so crazy? Why do you think that they go so viral? Well, curious. some people say it's the gift of gab, right? Okay, okay. Now, let's talk about it. One thing I know about gifts, right? It's a flip side to every coin. When are we going to call that bitch the curse of gab? That's real. Huh? When is it going to be called a curse of gab? Yeah, he got, he, got, he got the curse of gab. He don't have the gift. He has the ability to lie on camera in an entertaining way to make you forget about your light bill payment. Would you bring Percy on your platform if, you, if you know he's able Listen, to do the... If you know if he knows... Yeah, if a debate. He know, he know he do the numbers because he started a conversation in this city about the Ferguson unit, which there's a lot of men who are out now saying... That, that may not be the truth that you're telling on my end. Won't you bring him on and have the debate to say... This shit ain't... Because this shit ain't about no numbers. It's nothing to debate what I'm speaking about. One, a nigga that don't take care of his kids can't stand nowhere near me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you can't stand near me. You can't be around me, bro. And, and two, I only debate my equals. All others I teach, nigga. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, and that's the great John uh, Westcott. That's, that's, that's a statement from him. Man, I only debate my equals. All others I teach, man. That's real. Um, what would you say is the difference between what you see OG Percy doing and what Charleston White is doing? Like, the difference between them two it, it, entities. Okay, here's the difference. Because people is like, if you're going to pick on Percy, pick on everybody. Right? I mean, one, I'm kryptonite. I was kryptonite, but I ain't got that ability to pick on everybody. That's the first thing. But it's a clear difference. Charleston White is saying he is playing. Has anybody heard Charleston say he is playing? Yes. Has everybody heard Charleston say this is a character? Just said it yesterday, today. <laughs> right? Yes, I am offensive, but I tried the route of not being offensive and y'all didn't care. So now I'm on here playing, right? So y'all can learn something. Yeah. That's Charleston White. OG Percy say he ain't playing. OG Percy saying he a real crip at 53. He a real gangster. This what gangster shit look like. This what you niggas ain't understanding about gangster. But he is playing. But he's saying he not. Do, do, am, I, now, am, am I making I, I sense? I know exactly what you mean. Okay, so when the camera is cut off, yeah, y'all wrong for letting that nigga sit on his couch. I'm gonna say that once again. <laughs> I know that's y'all home, boy. I mean, I know y'all affiliated with him, but listen, not wrong in the. Do you feel like we should vet the people who been no, on do, the couch? I like, do, I do not feel like that. But when he come up here and a nigga that gave him a ride, the nigga that gave him a ride sits on the couch with him. Now listen, let's talk about it. This nigga, this, nigga, this nigga, to make it to the interview, he need a ride. And the nigga who gave him a ride gets to sit on the couch, right? And then this nigga sits up here in his despair and we call him a legend. Now, I'm not saying, I know we want to honor people and shit like, but I'm not finna bullshit niggas. Do you hear what I'm saying? This man is a legend for getting a million views on YouTube. Listen, if that's what it looked like to get a million views, I don't want it.
Do you? I'm trying to put it in perspective. I'm not trying to say he didn't accomplish nothing. What I'm saying, he has been rewarded with nothing. Right. Do, do, do you understand right, right. what I'm saying? But let me, let me ask you this, right? Because um, do you think that, and this is what I see happen a lot with people, right? When they do go viral. Right. Now, you know what it is. It's like a, a rapper that gets a hit song. Do you, right. do you actually give them what you want to do or do you stay within the thing that made you go viral, right? And so do you think that some of it is now I have to conform to this character because this is what is making it hot? Or do you feel like that's in his heart that he wants I, the again, message he wants to speak? It's a, he, you said he is a glass, right? Yeah. I'm not telling him to change nothing. I'm just here to present a clean glass. The, yeah, the alternative. Do, 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 do you understand so what I'm saying? Let, let's debunk some of. So, so what are some yeah. of the? So, what is some of the information that he put out there that you would like to correct? Let's let's do that. Like, what's some of the information that you feel like is just incorrect about the Fergie unit or the what he's saying that just, you want to? Just, just, just one 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 thing in particular, man. Quit playing. You went to prison at 40 years old. You was a loser. Quit making like this is a success thing. Okay. The next thing is you ain't have fights. You instructed people to fight because of your age. You, you understand what I'm saying? Quit, quit playing and glorifying Crippin at 40 in prison. Now, you got channels on here that expose people, right? It's some big channels on here that expose drifters of people getting money out of people and stuff like that. I'm trying to present a clean glass, bro, because this narrative of Ferguson is bigger than that. You weren't in there at the time of at all. No, it's two different eras, right? It's two, it's two different eras. And, and what I'm saying is he tells the story in a compelling way to where a person listening wouldn't understand that that didn't happen. He on there talking about he fought two bloods in one day. Like, what the fuck? Nigga say he had yeah, 50 fights with white boys. Like, I see that. I'm like, it, 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 sounds, it sounds sensationalized. It and I'm sounds like, sensationalized to a 39-year-old man who never went to prison, Right? What does it sound to a 15-year-old kid, King, who's watching the internet every day? True. I need to start whooping white boys. True. And I'm even more curious of what it sounds to a person who's actually in there who know that shit like that wasn't going down like it's that. Not, it's not, that, that's me. I'm listening to it like, quit playing. I get you hustling, but quit playing. Now, why ain't nobody else came out? Everybody not internet savvy like that, bro. I do business. I'm here to do business, and I'm here to stand on a business. The OG got to die, bro. The OG mentality got to die. Do you consider yourself OG? Nah. Why? Because OG to me, you have to put in some kind of work. So mind you, when I say that, I navigated you myself. You're saying crime. Crime. That's transferred the words. Yeah, crime. Yeah, because you put in some, work some, every day. Some they type, say, of, yeah, some type say, of notoriety or something. Yeah, you, you got you to gotta put in some kind of Criminal act. Yeah, I got to be scam likely times 20. Scam likely scam 20. You got to yeah. have some kind of criminal act to be considered OG. That got to die, bro. Agreed. Do you understand what I'm saying? Agreed. When do we become the real men? Yeah. When do we become the CEO? That's it. We celebrating failure. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I'm the hater, fuck it. We yeah. celebrating failure with this. That don't mean he got to stop. Nigga, he ain't got to stop, but he could never stand next to me mm. in no shape, form, or fashion. Yeah, that was going to be my next question, but... You, <laughs> no, but you can go on with it. <laughs> yeah, you know, he... Kaka said, is there a situation where you could see, a, not saying a resolution, but a coming together 
of what he's about okay, and what you're about. Okay, here's the next thing. I think the, the resolution for this is like what's happening right now today. More voices are able to speak up. Not voices against Percy. I'm the nigga against that bullshit. But other people telling their stories, yeah. whether it's OG Hollywood, yeah. whether it's Daco. Shout out Hollywood and yeah. Daco. Whether it's my boy Slugger and all Slugger. Shout out Rock. Beard. Shout out to Blue Hands. Yeah. Other people able to tell their stories. Blue Hands came on here and he didn't glorify that. Thanks. Right? But 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 that's the difference. When 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 Charleston turns off the camera, right? He got a house, a wife, and his kids. When OG Percy turned off the camera. He got crack rock, bro. Man. Yeah, you're saying a lot, man. So I want to do it like this then. You know, when you know they see you right now. They see me. Camera's on. Right. When the camera goes off, you know, like you said, you, you you know, you the kryptonite in itself, you killed that. I killed that. That was and some kid shit. I grew out of that, man. CEO Hockley. CEO Hockley in the building, man. On and the blue couch. And the, like you said, I'm 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 a business of myself and my own brand. I'm, I'm my own I'm brand. I'm, what I'm, I'm what are you lost. um what are you doing out here in regards to uh with that new moniker, CEO Hockley, and when they see you making moves out here in the streets and what what are you doing? Well well, we already know everybody in here at some point had a job, right? Y'all are entrepreneurs. I like I say I see y'all with the chains on. Thanks. Progressing from a job to this point is not easy. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Everybody want to get here. It's a dream of everybody. But you introduce me to the fella over here and you say, hey, when we started out, this is the founder of this. Yeah. This guy helped us navigate from this point to this point where we at. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? What I'm saying is you wanted to be here, but you just couldn't get here. Exactly. Do you understand what I'm saying? So me coming home for prison or for any brothers coming home for prison that's been locked up. You want to get to the point of success to where you are in more control of your life. There you go. Right? The thing that we are running from at work is someone else's structure. Right? Yeah. And to get away from that, you have to create your own structure. So what I did, I went to work. Right? I got me a job. I saved up my money. I did different things in the street that allowed me and afforded me to use my intelligence. Right? Now let's talk about being intelligent. Look at all this equipment and stuff y'all got set up. Right. So I was able to do things through club promotion. Um, right now, I own G County Apparel in Galveston, the 409 area. I also own um, property control. Um, a Is this one of G County Apparel's uh, shirts? Right? Yeah. G yeah. Uh, OK. Yeah. I, I like Miller, that. Man. I like that. Man. I like never, that. Never choke. Yeah. I see. I see. I yeah, like never that. Never choke. This is a famous game where he beat the New York Knicks in 1995 or 1994 in under 10 seconds. He scored nine points. Mm. <laughs> Awesome clip. Like, never choke. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, that, that's the thing. Take care of business. Business is hard today. Hey, meet up here at this time. This is what we're doing. We was texting back and forth. Business is hard. You know how many people don't handle business? Oh, come on now. In our community. Ooh. In our community. You know how many people? Hey, we setting up. I'm down the street. There you how go. many niggas y'all done waited for? Come on. Yeah. Not, no, <laughs> on a hope and a dream. Anybody seen Johnny? Yeah, and, and you trying to help them. Yeah. How many niggas in drug y'all out? How much footage y'all say y'all ain't released? Man, right, come on right. now. Do you hear what I'm saying? These are all things based on business. Yeah. Because business is about fixing problems, bro. Yeah. If you don't have the ability to fix your problems in real life, 
how can you fix somebody else's problems in, in business? How can y'all fix my problem of being on the camera, right? Yeah. If you can't fix your problems in real life, the more problems you fix, the richer you are. Yeah. And, and I, and I want to give the kids hope real quick because, you know, you a young dude out there getting to it out in Galveston, man, out in the projects. And uh, you did your time. Right. And when I called you, I was like, hey, man, we need to run this interview, man. Uh, you know, let's, let's try to set up for this weekend. You're like, man, I can't really do it this weekend. I got to go to Paris. I got to go to Paris. With my wife. Paris. Paris. With my wife. To go watch Beyonce. To watch Beyonce. And I want these young kids to know that even no matter the time you served and you had to do the time, you're not a, you're not a subject of that time that you did. You can't get out here and flip it all the way around. How did that, how did that even feel to say, let me get my passport, let, let me get over go to Paris? To go to Paris, man, listen. And watch Beyonce concert. It, it, how it's, it, it's, it's a dope experience. Why? Galveston has roots to Beyonce. Her mother, Tina Knowles, is from Galveston. Oh, that's real. I didn't okay. know that. Okay, so know that. Beyonce' mother's side is all from Galveston. Damn. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? So to be able to say, hey, Beyonce is going on a tour. My wife is saying, I want to go to the Beyonce tour. It comes to Houston in September, right? Yeah. The tickets are 5,012. You know, we're in competition, yeah. right? We're in an economy where it's competition. So I looked on TikTok and saw a video. On TikTok, a lady said you can travel to one of the concerts overseas, right? Listen to what I'm saying. Cheat code. It, it, it's, it's not really a cheat code. It's like this. I'm looking at what I'm going to have to spend to go to Houston, yeah. right? And what she's saying is this. The tour starts in April overseas, right? Yeah. And the tickets are cheaper there. Okay. Yeah. So a Beyonce ticket is $350 in Paris, Right. Oh, wait a minute. Bro. But but now wait. You you we, we not saving money though. This is not saving money. You spending the same money. You spending the same money for a better experience. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I saw uh Laura Harvey and Desmond uh Desmond Idris whatever the name is. Yeah. Uh, they went over there to Paris to watch the same. Yeah. Show. A lot a, a lot a lot of people was over there. They had a better time over in Paris. You have you have a better time. So it's like hey it, yeah. No, yo, that's what I'm saying. I've been exposed to that. So win-win. So now listen, I'm not huge on the Beyonce stuff. Meaning like this. For me, I'm finna spend $10,000 to go to the Dallas thing to see Beyonce. And I'm finna be around these women. Hollering, fading, passing out. Like, you hear what I'm saying? I, it's like my, I gotta be here and endure the singing and dancing, these women hollering, sweating their wigs out. So I'm looking at it like, it's cool, but it ain't really my, you know, yeah. I, you know I, I would like women to go. But now if you had pairs with it, yeah, if you had pairs with it, I'm there. And guess what else on this trip um, that I can tell you about? We went to Disneyland when we was over there. Oh, oh wow. We went to Disneyland. I went to Paris Disneyland too. So I got a whole experience out of it. And, I, and I'm, not, I'm not saying that you and your wife don't make, do it separate. But how does your wife look at you when you say, hey, I'm finna take you to Paris. We're going to Disneyland. Hey, you going to be a little lot. Now, listen. My wife didn't give a damn as long as Beyonce was attached to it. <laughs> say, say, hey, and now I'm gonna give y'all some, I'm gonna give y'all some good game, man. Baby, don't be mad at you. Shout out to my wife, Jade, beautiful wife, man. She done held me down. Listen, you only get here because of women, man. You gotta have a woman. Man is designed to be with women. You hear what I'm saying? 
Thanks. Gotta have that. Two is better than one. Now listen though. <laughs> if you single, right? If you out here trying to find the one, right? Go to a Beyonce concert overseas. Oh, <laughs> now listen, this, this is what I didn't understand about this shit. I'm thinking I'm going, I'm thinking I'm being impressive. Once we's on that side, you see the celebrity that's over there, right? But I didn't realize people follow Beyonce like they do the Texans or the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, Wherever man. she's at, she's go. So you have a group of women, right? In the country that are, I don't want to say rich, because see, people see Paris and think rich. The trip itself was probably an $8,000 trip, $4,000. And that's, that's easy for people that are adults taking care of business and working. It's very manageable, right? Okay, so you have a group of women that are um, top tier of their class, top of their class. Let's say whatever they is, they um, lawyers, doctors, or say nurses, or, or let's say just administration at the hospital, right? These women who are top tier of their class are Beyonce fans, and they follow her throughout her tour from Chicago, St. Louis, professional women, right? that are over there and that are doing these things without a man. Don't go to church, young niggas. Go to the Beyonce concert. In Paris. In Paris. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you hear what I'm saying? You will find your soulmate. What advice would you give to a young man that just pulled a doctor straight out of prison? Straight out of prison? Yeah, and nah. he scooped, he, swooped, he, he went to the, you know, the Beyonce took your advice, went and swooped one of those up, and now she wanted to go to $8,000 Beyonce concerts every week. Now, it's like this, man. It's... You could, you could win. We, we'll talk about that in another episode, but yeah. we didn't warn the guards in prison and all that. that yeah. You know, you can't, you can't deny those different things, but it shows you if you get out of prison and you find somebody financially stable, right? It shows, it's going to show how you think. It's going to show your ability. See, the problem is he would get out and not take her to the Beyonce concert. You know what I'm saying? He would take her to the goddamn... Um, Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, the Cheesecake Factory. Like, because all that is Paris to him. Right. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? So my advice is we could get out and we could get women that are being successful. Just be about your business, man. Quit playing with these women, man. These women will change your fucking life, man. That's real. Now, before we get out of here, I want to be able to um, touch on some of the things. Oh, real thing, though. I, th it's what I forgot. You asked me about the transition for young people. Yeah, that's what I want to touch yeah, on right that, quick. That, that's what you asked me about. How was I able to transition from prison to Paris? And how would I instruct a younger person who's similarly going through the process how to get there? Listen, man, don't lie to yourself. Do, do you right. understand what I'm saying? Listen what I'm telling you. Go look at boys in the hood. If you are Trey, get out the car. Do you understand what I'm saying? We got to quit lying to ourselves. When I was coming home... I went in at 17, I got out at 25, right? Yeah. The idea of being a hustler was dead wood. I'm not no fucking hustler. Nigga, I ain't took care of nothing in my life by the time I came home. But you know how we come home and oh man, I'm finna be on the this, I'm finna do this interview, I'm finna be live, but you never get nowhere because you never set a goal and you never aim at it. And it's steps to get there. How you gonna get a million when you never got 1,000, mm. right? Take your time, take your steps. Yeah. Compound effect, bro. Put in the work, put in the time, set a goal and achieve it and reach it. I'm driven by my goals. That's the only thing that get me here. My eighth grade education didn't get me here. My goals got me here. That's real. 
Damn, that's yeah, real. Yeah, so set goals, man, and achieve them. Now, you, uh, you end up opening, like, or setting up an apartment complex. Oh, that yeah, you, yeah. That you renovate. Tell us about that, because this is some high-level shit that you're doing. I, man, just highly blessed. So here goes another thing about business. When I came in here again, I'm going to bring up that y'all introduced me to a to individual here that's a partner with y'all that helped y'all get started and y'all partners today. Okay, so this is another thing we got to get out of our fucking mind. We can't do it by ourselves, man. And there you go. This is what I'm telling you. Amen. I set up an interview process similar to this, and I wanted to interview people in my community who were millionaires, but the kids didn't know about them, right? Yeah. I knew about them, but I didn't know. I, I, I mean, I knew about them, but I wanted them to tell their stories, right? Yeah. And doing this interview, this individual name is Todd Scott. He became a mentor of mine. He's, he's someone from Galveston that went to the NFL, played for the Vikings in the 80s. He's older than me, right? Yeah. Well, he's been able to acquire $22 million in real estate that he, that he owns and manages in Galveston, yeah. right? Now, listen to me. Y'all interview Mark Cuban and how this media thing works when you're doing it right. I do an interview with this man just to get his story, right? The interview has never been put out. And me interviewing with him, I shared some of the books I read. And he read some of the books. He became a mentor of mine in the interview. Never, we talking about business now. Yeah. We talking about business, people that are like-minded. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. He became a mentor of mine. And I took him by these apartments that my grandmother lived in. Now, when my mother was a teenager and pregnant with me, she lived here with her mama. And I was pregnant here. In front of these apartments, I got a picture when I was one years old, right? These apartments end up being run down by crack, and we call them New Jack City based on a movie, right? Of us taking over these apartments. Well, here it is in 2023, right? Through my mentor, Todd Scott, right? And me showing him these dilapidated, rundown apartments that mean nothing. He was able to secure a deal for me to purchase those apartments. Damn. 12 units. Man, I right. own New Jack City now with my mentor, Todd Scott. So you own where your grandmother, grandmother raised my mother at. Man, that's motivation, man. God. Motivation, motivation for real. Saying, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's the power in this media. Yeah. Right? It could build or destroy. For some people, we watching them being destroyed. For you guys, y'all building. And the one thing that's even more impressive than that is uh, you put your son on business. Oh, my son. So yeah, y'all could check me out. Um, so my son, I brought a vending machine. At, at 42 years old, I brought my first vending machine and put it in the store. It, it inspired my son, right? Yeah. He brought his own vending machine. <laughs> he brought his first vending machine at 20. How much you spend? 800,000, 1,200, no, fifteen hundred dollars, eight hundred. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He spent fifteen hundred dollars of his Man. own money. Of his own money. Look at that. Didn't buy no Versace shirt. He don't. He do not have a Gucci belt. <laughs> Nigga, let's go. Do you understand what I'm saying? He do not have a Gucci belt. He bought a vending machine. Now, the most impressive thing is his uh, mother was getting her house rebuilt, right? So the house was tore down. They was building it up from the ground up, right? And they lived in a motel for three months while they got a new house built, right? Because of his behavior at this hotel, right? The hotel allowed him to put his vending machine in there for free. 
Man, that's real. Do you understand what I'm saying? It has nothing to do with me because of- Rewarding good behavior. He was rewarded that he was able to set up a relationship in three months, right? That got him to put his vending machine inside a hotel. And now it's three floors. That's one floor. He got two more floors, right? And he also going to put drink machines in there. So when it- Commerce. Commerce. And yeah, and and that's just from him being around- me. That's real. Man, you that's understand real. what I'm saying? Clap that, that back up again. We got to be celebrated, bro. We got to be celebrated. We got to kill that OG shit, man. You just said OG. You can only be an OG if you have been associated with crimes and put in the, work. The name man. OG is original gangster. It's, it's original gangster. That's the name of it. That's, that's where it comes from. the name of it. Why is that celebrated, bro? We got to get out of that. I, celebrate the gangster. I get it when you was young. Rich is gangster, my nigga. Let's go. This is gangster. Let's go. All y'all with these pieces on, Come this on. is gangster. Come on. Now. Yeah, you ain't shot nobody. You ain't robbed nobody. That brother helping y'all set this up and y'all stand together all this time, that's gangster. Man. That man. is gangster, bro. That's what we have to celebrate, not fucking living at your mama house, my nigga. Now, I'm just saying, that is not gangster. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? You... You Respect. leaving your kids behind and not helping, that shit is not gangster. It's nothing gangster about going to prison, especially if you are a child. You are a victim of poverty and ignorance. If you a grown man going to prison, you's a bum, nigga. Man, man let's talk about it, man. God damn it, man. It's got to be one of many because uh, it's very few times where we really come down and just, you know, meet somebody and then just really go through there and just get a lot of good game. We just from a situation, game, man. We just spin game. game. And listen, this show has it. Y'all, I'm not knocking the OGs y'all had on here. Hey, if it is going to be some OGs, it need to be them brothers. There you go. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? There you we go. Need, if it's going to be some OG labels, it need to be them brothers who are doing something in the community and that are committed to the work in the community. Shout out those OGs that came through. OG, yeah, uh, shout out to all them. So I'm not trying to destroy that. I'm destroying the mentality of poverty attached to this. Right. Man, yeah, man, that shit over with, man. Real life street stars man, in the go. building. Come on. Man, let's before go, I man. go, I want to shout a few people out, man. Yeah, uh, let's do some shout outs real quick. And yeah. then we'll get your uh, IG handles and all that stuff. Go, yeah. ahead, man. go ahead and give you shout outs, man. Oh, real. man. Again, man, I want to shout out my mother. I want to shout out my brother. I want to shout out my sister. You know what I'm saying? I want to shout out my wife. I want to shout out my kids. You know what I'm saying? I want to shout out to all the people who support this channel, who is watching this right now. I want to shout out to y'all. These brothers are on the right path. They're doing the right things in the community and they are building. So I want to shout out to everybody that are members and participate in helping these brothers movement. Even me. These brothers wanted to do my interview for free, man. I made sure that I paid them. I wanted to pay them, man. Love. This is what the money is for. This is what these opportunities is for. So we want to say thank you to the people that are supporting. Thanks to the people that share this content and watch. Also want to give a shout out to my neighborhood, Galveston, Texas, G County. It's me, CEO Hockley, G County boss man. We on the blue couch. We in the building now. It's over with, man. We here. We it is not playing. The blue we couch. Here now. Legendary. On the blue couch. Legendary, man. I want to make sure I just rep for my community in the right way. I'm from Cedar Tears Projects, Cricket Split. Cedar Tears Rays, Cricket Split. Paid, man. If I could do it, anybody could do it, man. 
So let's do it. And I want to say uh, shout out to you, man. Uh, I know we talked before the interview, but, you know, I really dig the business mindset and even having uh, the apparel line where right. we got, I definitely want to make sure that link is in the uh, description right. to where if they, if, if, they, if they like this shirt, this. I want to yeah. put that in the description. So I want to lean people to be able to get that, man. Uh, can you tell them how to follow you, man? Instagram handles. Uh, I'm talking about every social okay. media thing, so YouTube, right, everything. Right now, it's CEO Hockley, man. Everything. It's either CEO Hockley, one word, or CEO underscore Hockley. I'm on YouTube. I got a lot of information and game about businesses, about business that I learned that I want to pass on. And I like using this platform for documentation. Do you understand what I'm saying? Listen, man, I'm 45 years old. I'm not going to be in this frame of mind ever again. But to be able to be on this camera and have this documented, my grandkids will get to see how I thought and what I understood at this particular time in life. So you can follow me on all social media, CEO Hockley, either one word or CEO underscore Hockley. On Facebook, I'm Mr. CEO Hockley. And we just gonna get the truth out there, man. I'm the clean glass, man. That's it. There you go, man. God damn it. Uh, kryptonite. And and, uh, no, no, wait, wait. No, no. Kryptonite. Then uh, came up out the fire, came out the flame like a phoenix of rose. Rose. CEO Hockley now. CEO Hockley. You already know. <laughs> he on the blue couch. This is a legendary moment right here, man. Y'all clap it up, man. You are a real life street star. We salute that shit. Hey, let's go.